0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, the day after signing day, I've got Jerry Hamilton, the venerable Jerry Hamilton, alongside uh, today uh, with the, uh, I guess, signing day now looking over his shoulder in that shadow. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> sleep. Sleep is looking over my shoulder.
0: Yes. Uh, we're getting up early on uh, the day after signing day to bring you this uh, uh, podcast, video cast uh, to talk to you about uh, really the Longhorns as a whole. Uh, we spent a lot of time yesterday and in the, in the minutes leading up to it, uh, not necessarily analyzing the class as much as talking about what news was going on. Uh, so for today, Jerry and I thought it would be smart to kind of take uh, a couple steps back and kind of really review the class and what we think of it from an athletic standpoint, from a fit standpoint, uh, and whether or not Steve Sarkeesian and his uh, talented guys uh, got the people they really needed uh, to fit the bill. And and to do that, Jerry and I talked about it, and we think the best way is to go position by position. Right. Uh, we may assign a grade. Uh, we may uh, try to give you a, a better uh, understanding, really, I guess, of what we're thinking overall uh, as it pertains to that. Uh, Jerry, I, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't start with Arch Manning, uh, the nation's number one quarterback. There is not much left to be said. I mean, you and I have talked about this ad nauseum and we're not the only ones. Right. Uh, so fans that are listening to this podcast, they've heard it over and over. At the same time, uh, it's imperative that, you know, we let it be known where we feel what we feel about him uh, as a prospect, because so many people have tried to tear him down. Yes, a little bit. And, and we talked about that uh, yesterday, and, and I think it's true. Um, give us your feeling on Arch Manning, the quarterback. We're going to start with quarterbacks and what you think uh, of him uh, as uh, a uh, prospect and an addition to the University of Texas.
1: Yeah, I think as, as a prospect, uh, as quick a release as you'll see, um, obviously, technically, he's far advanced as he should be. Right. Um, the, he can make all the all, all the throws from the pocket. He has the arm strength to make all the throws, really throws post corner well. Um, really throws corner routes well. Uh, but then he can make the off-platform throws. He's a better athlete than people will give him credit for. I think his senior year, the movement skills at 215, 220 pounds were very impressive compared to at, at, you know when he was 10 pounds less as a junior. Uh, I think he he stands in the pocket. He's willing to take hits. He plays under duress. He's had to play under duress at Isidore Newman. And I think that helps him so much. And I, I think that actually helps him or makes him easier to evaluate. Than the guy who plays in the perf on the perfect team and the perfect system that takes shotgun snap that throws the first read 99 of the time because that guy's always open. Arch is not in a system like that. He was not on a team like that. So he had to play under duress. He had to make quarterback plays at the high school level more than scheme uh, setup plays. And I think that's it shows you so much about his skill set and where his talent can take him. And I also think it helps. He's a little advanced in his preparation for college because he played under duress. I think that is what makes some quarterbacks very hard to
0: evaluate these days. I, no, you think about it, and, and let's put it this way, okay? Well, some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL played on really crappy high school teams. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, they were nobodies. Right. Um, and it wasn't because they didn't have the inherent talent. It's because you couldn't see it because they were under duress all day every day that's right um and of course they uh, you know the, comparing him to those two guys or may not be the right ones but you're, you're you're hitting on a point that is a lot of people say, oh well he's not I think Jackson Arnold for example at Denton guy great quarterback in my opinion right. tremendous pickup by uh, Oklahoma. he will be their quarterback of the future. That being said, you know, he he was under address not often and when he was they lost some games yeah right i mean that, that's that's how it works that's uh, cool. I, I also think that uh, the underregarded part or the the part that gets blown out that we need to hit on is he's a manning he gets he gets the benefit of the doubt because yes. of that. to some degree i agree with that he does get the benefit of the doubt And also, also i would say he gets the benefit of that <laughs> yeah, right i mean because you can't have one without the other. Uh, we've talked about him ad nauseum, like I mentioned. Uh, I think it's safe to say that our grade uh, for the quarterback recruitment <laughs> yeah. would be an A-plus, right? Yes. Uh, you, we're, you and I are both on, on that same page uh, for that. All right, let's go on to running backs. Uh, Texas took two running backs in this class. Cedric Baxter out of Orlando's Edgewater High School. Uh, the nation's number one ranked recruit at running back in the on three consensus, and Trey Wisner. Jerry, uh, tell us your thoughts on those two. And I think one thing that Steve Sarkeesian mentioned in his press conference yesterday is he's not necessarily looking for two of the same guys in a class. Right. He's looking for complementary acts. Uh,
1: for sure, and that's exactly what these two guys are. Uh, Baxter's your traditional downhill running back that also does have edge quickness and I think probably sneaky long speed. He hasn't been tested in a while on an electronic uh, forty, but the last time he was before his junior year, he ran four five six at two hundred and four pounds. So, and I don't think all the time he looks that fast in his ride out speed, but he clearly is tested uh, very well in the past. Uh, I think, I think the maybe the most impressive thing about Baxter to me is, um, in the hole, the jump cut, the skip cut, right. The one cut, the reverse spin move he showed this year, right at 215 pounds, his ability, that vision and that ability to get to the second level, like a smaller bat stands out to me. And then I think he's got contact, uh, balance. He's got contact power, but also it's an aggression with him. He also wants to stiff arm a guy to the ground. He also wants to finish that run. Um, He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think the most, maybe the most impressive thing about Cedric though is, he's a kid's a great leader. Now, I mean, and I've said this before, and I think this factors into him as a player, as a prospect, is, you know, he's out with a right hamstring injury. I'm at Edgewater practice. He's in the huddle in every play. Five star running back, five star talents. They don't always do that. They're off to the side hanging out. The guy was involved in every play. He was pushing the younger running backs. He was helping them with the plays. He was pushing his teammates. He was pushing physicality. Uh, and he's shown something. He's, Rashawn Johnson's different because he's a quarterback, but center backs are showed a little bit of that to me. I mean, when you're injured is when that stuff really shows. And he showed that. So you put the talent uh, that you see on the tape with that, and I think you have a home run as a prospect, as a running back. And then the final piece to him, yeah, he's six one and a half, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's not even scratched the surface physically. He's he's a typical Florida kid from a public school. They don't have the athletic period set up. They don't have uh, what Texas and Georgia has, right? So he he's going to be six one and a half, 230 pounds. He's going to look a lot different by August than he does right now.
0: I, I think that's fine. I, I think you add him and Trey Weisner together. Who Trey is more of that rideout guy. We saw in the yes. state championship game. He's the guy that takes the swing pass and can take it to the house, make one guy miss and yep. hit the jets. He did that on two occasions in in that state championship game. I feel like uh that's where Sark is looking for. He's looking for that mix and match uh that is so imperative. Uh Jerry, for the grades for these two, uh and I know you're extraordinarily high on Cedric Baxter. A A plus. and I, I, I only I I don't I say this because you know, ideally you take one quarterback and it's the best quarterback in the country. So you're right. not using right. an additional scholarship with running back. You're taking two to get one, really. Yeah. So I, I put that more of an A, A plus range. What What are your thoughts on that? What, what, what would your grades be? I
1: think that's I think it's an A. Um, and I say there's so Trey Weisner came up from the three A level to the big boy level. Right. His first half of the year wasn't his best. But his last half, he really came on. If you talk to the DeSoto staff, they thought it was a different player last half of the season versus the first half of the season. Um and so I think I think that because you don't have two, I think they have they're good complementary backs, like what Steve Sarkeesian's looking for. I'm gonna say A, though, because if Jonathan Brooks, heaven forbid's Jonathan Brooks and uh Cedric Baxter had injuries and Trey Weiser was forced into being the
0: number one back. I don't think he can he, that's what he is. Yeah, he's not a he's not a number one. Right. To your point. And that's where you start. And I don't want to use I hate to use the term boutique backs. That's my term for Keelan Robinson. Right. For example, uh, he's a little different than Keelan in that he's a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't necessarily know that he's tougher. I mean, Keelan Robinson's a tough dude. Tough yeah. I mean, you look at what he does on special teams. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I, I can I can understand that. Let's go on to wide receivers. Uh, at, at any rate, I would say, really, <laughs> you can't be disappointed when you bring no. Uh, when we're discussing A or A plus, it's a, it's a home yeah, run. Yeah, exactly. All right, wide receivers. Jonte Cook and Ryan Niblett. Um, now, I would say this. Of all the guys Texas was involved with, this entire recruiting cycle, to come away with just two might be a little bit of a disappointment. The two they got, though, are not disappointments. right? Um, uh, Cook, though, is the only one that we believe is ready to go probably yes. from day one. Yes. Which is a little different because Niblet is more that, I mean, he, not only does he play multiple positions, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, defensive back, punter, punter, punt returner in high school, but he also runs track. Yeah. I mean, he's not working out with a uh, one-on-one receiver coach like John Tate Cook is correct. So the uh, time, the, the time in the oven for Ryan Niblett, he's going to need more time to bake. Yes. John T. Cook, though, of, of all the receivers in the state of Texas, may be the most ready. So tell us what you think about these two, again, as a mix, and the fact that there's only two, what does that mean to you?
1: Well, I think the first thing when you look at both those guys is Texas continues to address speed. Uh, Ryan Niblett's explosive player. Jonte Cook plays fast with a football Uh, Great under his arm. That's a great
0: point. Great point. Jerry.
1: I I mean, so they're they're addressing the speed concerns uh, in the program from when Sark got there. And both of those guys can make somebody miss and go from four to 50 or 60 or 70. And that's what the program continues to need, in my opinion. Uh, Jonte Cook, obviously far advanced as a route runner. He's going to come in this spring and he's going to look like a college ready player. Uh, What DeSoto staff told me that I thought was true based on what I had seen from John. They said he matured this year, not off the field, but on the field, Uh, playing through some adversity better, Um, catching the ball more consistently. And it's not hands, it's concentration. That's a maturity on the field. And that when you start maturing on the field, that it gives you the ability to be more of a leader to young kids. Right. I mean, so you're not talking about things you're not doing. So that maturity, I think, is was big for him. Uh, and and really, he had to take a leadership role with some very talented skill players at DeSoto and help them win a state championship. Ryan Niblett, very explosive. He's stronger than you think. Jonte is, too. Now, Jonte's a legit 5'11", 180, and it's muscle. Uh, Ryan Niblett, I think people thought, well, he's a slight of build, shorter receiver. You know, he's 5'10", and three quarters, and he's 175, and he's going to be 180 pounds. He's a strong kid, uh, n- uh, naturally, both upper body and lower body, and he's got that track explosive ability. Uh, he's more of a catch-and-run guy right now. The biggest thing for Niblett is going to be running around, running a comeback, getting out of his cut, getting his head around, getting his arms – uh, extended and snatching the ball out of the air with his hands. I think he can do it. I just don't think he has a lot of experience doing it with a division one quarterback. And I think that is kind of be his process. But I think this addressing the speed, like they have, I don't know what the grade you're going to pop up there, but you know, I think obviously they'd like to get like to have signed one more high school receiver and maybe they still will. Um, but I, there you go. I'm going a minus.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. And, and this is where, I think that if you were just looking at Jonte Cook in a vacuum, you would give it an A. Mm -hmm. Best receiver in the state of Texas. Okay. But you also took a developmental, talented developmental prospect and Ryan Niblett when there were other guys out there, Jalen Hale, Jaden Greathouse, some guys that were also uh, probably more ready to go. Right. Okay. Um, And so let's see how this one pans out and what perhaps they might do in the portal. Uh, because I think that that's one of those things that we have to be uh, cognizant of uh, as we start uh, talking about recruiting in general. And, and the, the one
1: thing that speaks to Niblet's talent level before you move on the tight end is, look, Nick Saban flew into Houston and went and watched Ryan Niblett work out. He didn't then get in the car and go to Langham Creek to walk, watch watch Pedaway. away. So that's how talented the Nick Saban, the Alabama staff feels like Ryan Niblett is. He was one of those guys that got the special treatment in the spring from Saban, the real evaluation in person. Got it. Just remember that, Texas fans.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go to tight ends real quick. Uh, Two of them Texas brings in uh, Spencer Shannon out of modern day and Will Randall uh, out of uh, Isadora Newman. Randall ending his season with an injury. uh, So has not been talked about as much. Shannon um, is, is a guy that I think is just a ball of clay uh, at uh, modern day, uh, a, a good one. Uh, and so, uh, uh, Jerry, your, your thoughts here.
1: I actually really like these two tight ends. Um, would you like to have a downfield receiving threat? Sure. Um, that's, that's another conversation. Texas still after Deuce Robinson, but I like complementary tight ends like this in a class. So Spencer Shannon has a chance to be a difference maker as an inline blocker. He should be six, 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 seven, 255, 260 pounds. Right. Um, that can be a real difference uh, for the Texas team in the run game moving forward. I really like Will Randall as a player. You know, seeing him as a senior Bobby and maybe think of Andrew Beck a little bit. You know, Andrew Beck coming out of plant played linebacker, played some tight end, played special teams, did it all well. Whatever he was asked to do, he did well. He wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the best athlete. He's still pulling a check in the NFL. Will Randall, when I went to see him this year, he's playing edge and a linebacker. He's the, uh, running down on special teams. Then, obviously, he's t- playing tied in. Very versatile, very similar to Andrew Beck. I'm interested to see how it turns out, but there are some similarities as far as a comparison uh, with those two players coming out of high school.
0: Yeah, I, I look at this, Jerry, and and I am I'm real big on Spencer Shannon. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Will Randall is the catch guy. I think he's the... If you're looking for a tight end H back that that's going to yes. be open yes. and get himself open, he's the guy. I think Spencer Shannon has NFL traits Yeah. to your point, right? Andrew Beck's in the NFL. Uh, you know, uh, he has and, and Eric Naline, our publisher at inside Texas, called him a lot. Spencer Shannon, a lot like Jeff Swain, just a bigger guy. Right. But he does all the dirty work. He does all the things and he comes from a great program. Yep. So you know he's going to be well-versed. The The grade here is a little bit different. And, and this is where I think that you and I are probably on the same page. We don't know because I think so much of this, uh, Randall's injured, right? Yep. Shannon is a starter project. Right. You know, good good ball of clay, right? Yeah. But we don't know what he's going to look like in two years. Uh, I went anywhere from a B minus to a C. Because uh, to your point, Jatavian Sanders is the ideal for for Steve Sarkeesian right. because he can go down the seam and really light people up.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go B minus. I'm just going to give the benefit of the doubt to uh, Jeff Banks and Sarkeesian
0: combo on this one. Okay, I, th- I think that's totally fine. I-, I think that if we don't do that, you know, you have to you have to think of it in a way uh, where Texas is, is uh, concerned with that. Uh, but uh, I-, I feel like Look, I'm I'm I came out publicly on Inside Texas and told you what I thought of Spencer Shannon. I think he may end up being the steal of the class. Right, uh, but that's two years down the road, not right. next year. Right. All right. Let's talk about the offensive line uh, and Kyle Flood's group um, and what you think of that group as a whole, uh, starting with Jaden Chapman, uh, who is the highest rank of the group, Jerry, and then go on down the list however you want to go.
1: I think it, I think it's an interesting uh, class because in the last class, you could kind of peg guys at certain positions. Kelvin Banks left tackle, uh, Cam Williams right tackle, Neto swing guy, Ogbo guard, Cole Hudson guard, Connor Robertson center, right? Or Hudson center guard. This class, I think, is a lot of upside guys. Connor Stroh obviously is an interior guy. Kojo, we don't know yet. Jaden Chapman, we don't know yet. Uh, Trevor Gooseby, right tackle, right? Uh, more than likely. Uh, this is an upside class, but I think this is a class blends tremendously with the 2022 class because these kids have time. These guys have time to get physically uh, developed and, and technically developed and get where they need to be. Uh, obviously, what I like about this class, and I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe every single guy has an 80 plus inch wingspan. You know, I think we're, we're we're missing one there, Peyton Kirkland. So Peyton oh. Kirkland fifth. So um, you know, all all five of those guys have 80 inch wingspans or more. And obviously arm length is what the offensive line guys look for. We don't always have the arm length measurements, but we do have a wingspan measurement, which gives you a pretty good idea. Um, but I like this group uh because look, they're large humans, they fit the profile. Um, there's upside guys physically, Goosby and Chapman. Um there's Kojo who's going to be barely 17 still when he enrolls. So who knows where he's going to go, but I like the frames. Uh, I like how guys like Kojo and Stro and Goosby look very much improved from junior to
0: senior tape. So I think um, their trajectory is headed in the right direction. So let me say, let me say this. Okay. Um, and when we put it in uh, context, um, I would say Jaden Chapman from an athletic standpoint belongs in that he would have been among the top five offensive linemen they signed last year. Yes, I think Kojo and Kirkland would have fit in that four to seven range from last year. I'm not sure Stro and Goosby are in that same category. What do you? What are your? What is your take on that? Do you, yeah. I, I know yeah. they're a little bit different because Stro is such a big guy. Goosby, again, l- ain't really really lean at this yes. point in his career. And yes. Texas took a big guy last year like that. Neto. But Neto's not lean. No, like Gooseby's almost Alfio
1: Randall lean, right? Right. Lower legs, that just the way he's built. Um, a similar athlete, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with that. I think I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think Connor Stroh is going to be an interesting guy for me because I I see quicker feet junior to senior year, and he should. He's reshaping his body, right? He's been a he's been a Big kid that's a power lifter that's transitioning to a football prospect. Right, um, I thought his improvement was big time from junior to senior year. I also liked how aggressive he was, how he looked to finish blocks. I I think there's he. I think he's going to have a chance of like maybe like a Spencer Shannon, not that level, but I think he, Connor Stroh in that conversation was surprise of the class. I think the buy-in he has with Kyle Flood the buy-in at the Texas program. I mean, think about that. Both parents with the Texas A&M. I mean, the buy-in at Texas, the belief in Texas, the belief in what he's doing and the belief in where he's going, I think are going to matter with him.
0: All right. This is going to be i I'm going to give you, this is my grade on the offense more than yours. And I want you to give yours uh, independent of mine, but um, I went B plus to a B. Um, Look, if, this were the class they took last year instead of this year, following on those tremendous class a year ago. I actually might grade this lower because they needed more impact last right. year. Right. And I don't know that there's impact in this group. Um, that being said, I think they're developmental, <laughs> you know. Peyton Kirkland, uh, Jerry, and Andre Kojo are I think have quick feet for big kids. Yes. That that is just so rare. Uh, I think they're tailor made guards in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I, that's just the bottom line. I think Chapman is athletic enough to play a tackle mm-hmm. um, Stro and Gooseby will be TBD for me. Right. So that's why I went B plus B for those guys. What are your thoughts? I, I'd say
1: B on that just because there's not impact guys. They don't have to be impact guys. and there are they are developmental guys. Um, and, and Gooseby see where that where that frame can go, right? And Kojo, uh, you know, it may be three years before you really know what he's going to be. So I'm going B as well, because I just think there's more questions to be answered.
0: Yeah. Um, Jerry, I, I think we're going to call this one uh, for the offense. I, I don't want to go too too much longer uh, today because I know you've got stuff I've, you've got to do. I've got stuff I've got to do. Let's come back and do the defense either okay. later tonight or tomorrow morning Perfect uh, for folks. Uh, then also reminder that we have a chat on Friday at one o'clock. It's the Longhorn live stream. Uh, Jerry, I, and uh, Ian Boyd join. Uh, we'll t- be talking a little bit about the uh, recruiting, obviously, uh, some more portal information, as well as the Alamo Bowl coming up now uh, in exactly a week from today. Uh, the Longhorns will be in San Antonio uh, taking on the Washington Huskies. Uh, Jerry, uh, you- you're a stud, man. Uh, another re- a national signing day down, and you did yourself uh, proud. Uh, appreciate your contributions at On Texas Football, Inside Texas, and On 3 as well. Thanks, you Mike, as well, man. Thank All you. Right, take, take care, bud. Have a good day. All right, you too.